deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin Hello everyone and welcome to The Shrieking Shack This is a Harry Potter play-read podcast for lapsed fans I am your host ZC and I'm Liz. And Liz, we are in part two of our monster recording yeah. of our our latest uh, uh, cursed child reading. Mm-hmm. Let's part, get right part, into it. Part two. part two, <laughs> part two of part, part one, act two. Part t- part two of part one, act two. Yes. Uh, one point two point five. All right. Yes. Yes. Patch, I'm so patch two patch two point two five patch two point two five remastered edition mm-hmm. uh, hotfix here yeah let's get right into it because we have a lot of play left to cover um so Albus and Scorpius have 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 meddled with the Triwizard Tournament's first task uh, and made Cedric lose however. They have discovered that the world that they created by doing so is a, li- is a little off, a little wrong. Harry is uh, uh, being a shitty dad, uh, even more so than usual. Uh, 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 people have married different people, and uh, Cedric is still AWOL, apparently. Uh, uh, not not part of the of the new world and uh oh i think he died because he tried really hard to win right yeah it like backfired because he was like he just doubled down yeah and and still and still went along to to co-win and died to Voldemort even harder yeah so it's just like this is our this is our little bit different timeline yeah, we're we're in a slightly uh, uh, a little bit different timeline, and Scorpius and Albus are uh, uh, kind of on the uh, on the rocks here because Albus is in despair after seeing how the world has not changed for the better, and his dad is yelling at him and saying he can't uh, hang out with Scorpius anymore. And he's in Gryffindor, and Rose doesn't exist, and Ro- everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. Um. Do you have a favorite, like, butterfly effect style time travel story? Because I'm, like, I've kind of grouped all the time travel stuff into, like, Mm -hmm. one category. But the butterfly effect thing is sort of its own own deal. Because, like, me personally, time loops are my jam, right? Like, that is my favorite kind of story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I'm, like, trying to search my brain for, like, my favorite butterfly effect. Because time loops aren't... I mean, they can have some of that, right? Like, you change, like, some things and see how it turns out. But the true, like, trying to fix something and then having right. it go go. They wrong. have, like, their own little butterfly effects within each loop, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, rather than like, carrying a huge, like, a, like a monumentous change across, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Because it, it's one of those, it's one of those tropes that I know so well and know a lot of what i'm trying to think of one specific one that isn't the one that immediately comes to mind for oh me, uh, the butterfly is... effect starring well, ash and kutcher well so there's that and then <laughs> there's also 
There's also fucking the Simpsons Halloween episode. Ah, where they do, of course. Where they do a really good one of these where Homer gets a, he gets a haunted toaster that. I mean, uh, that, that might be the best if it's just in the running with the butterfly effect with Ashley Kutcher. Yeah, he, he, he goes back in time on accident and he like tries not to, to fix anything, but he's here, tries not to screw up anything, but he steps on a bug and then goes back to the future and like uh fucking uh ned flanders is like the big brother of the world and then he goes to the time machine again and he makes it so uh donuts don't exist it's it's just it's goofy as fuck it's it's just but it's like it's like a five minute short you know all the characters really well so it's 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 funny seeing how it uh, unfolds but i've got i've got to have a less lame example than a fucking simpsons reference i think that that's better because i honestly am like racking my brain mostly i'm i'm sitting here trying to decide if donnie darko counts and i don't think Mm. it does Mm. it's close though it's in the conversation for sure yeah Uh, uh but like the only i'm like the butterfly effect that movie's like too gruesome for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I want to like it so bad, but one, it sucks, and two, it's really <laughs> just kind of gruesome. It's, it's nasty. It is nasty. Why? It's a little grody. Yeah, no. I, 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 honest to God, my go-to is like, oh yeah, that Simpsons Halloween special was really good. Uh, but there's got to right. be better ones than that. I think that's a good one. <laughs> um, Harry is uh adamant that scorpius and albus no longer be allowed to hang out Mm -mm. he goes to mcgonagall's office and he says here is the marauder's map it is uh not the size of england but it will do um (laughs) for for this purpose uh you're just gonna hang it up on the wall and if you see them together you gotta go you gotta go uh uh tell them to knock it off and she's like this is insane you're you suck oh yeah and he's like i think this is the worst he ever is because he's like you're gonna listen to me because i'm a cop right yeah he threatens her he's he's very shitty to her this i think is the specific scene everyone points to when they're like harry would never say this and right and 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 again as we were discussing previously it is a butterfly effect story so duh yes the whole point is that characters are slightly changed right like Things have things have tweaked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I probably take issue with the premise that he would never say this. <laughs> not even not right, even yeah. related to his character sure. necessarily, but also just like I don't know. If he's like forty, we don't really know anything about him other than what's in this play. People can change a lot between the ages of seventeen and forty, uh, yeah, especially yeah. if especially if they become cops. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I love this. Um, I'm not gonna, like, say that this play is, like, anti-cop, but I think this is like, gotta be the only, um, uh, thing in Harry Potter where it's, like, him becoming a cop isn't just, like, an unquestioned, like, oh, he went and became a hero, right? Like, he's- Yeah. He's using the power of his office to, like, threaten the principal of a school into Mm -hmm. spying on his son. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least- it's at least using it in a more interesting way than it ever was in the past, which is that they're the fucking hero SWAT guys, right? Like, it's- yeah. It's- it's- it's speaking to his character- and and um 
proposing that maybe being a cop is not a good outlet for uh someone like harry who has harry's particular anger issues and uh determination drive right like yeah it's it's a yeah it's a good fit i think there's an argument to be made that this is very in character for harry but i sort of uh (laughs) quibbling over some details right like i i feel like in the same way that people say like the blanket scene for instance is out of character I don't really think so. I think that he has always been quick to anger and quick to react. And I think this Mm -hmm. is probably similar. Uh, Um, I mean, McGonagall watched him torture someone in front of her. Yeah, but she thought that was so cool and sexy of him. Yeah, but she thought that was pretty badass that he did that. So Mm -hmm. kind of reaping what she sowed here, honestly, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) By not not saying, hey, Harry, uh, no doing that. No doing torture to people. Right. Please, uh, on my behalf. I do not like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one incredibly fascinating line here that has nothing to do with with uh, 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 the like the, the 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 Harry angle here, which is that um, McGonagall tells him Dumbledore is dead, Harry. And I've told you before, portraits don't represent even half of their subjects. Which I think is a very interesting line that just that line transplanted out of this play into like book <laughs> five. I don't care. Any of them could have like, imp- I think you would have seen like a noticeable upswing in the quality of those books if that had been addressed with one sentence. Um, I also like the one that follows this where um, she explains literally why the headmaster portraits exist. Yeah. Um, well, one, I, I think the other sort of telling line here is saying that the, uh, the the headmaster portraits in particular, she just says that they are memoirs, which I think is an interesting word mm-hmm. to use. Yeah. Um, but that also it's an, it is supposed to be a support mechanism for the decisions I have to make, which like it's. I love that because that's so small scale. It's literally like, yep, the pr- the principal, the people who have been principals of the school. It's just to mm-hmm. help me make principal decisions. Uh-huh. I this I, I don't think that the play or this is like cognizant of that, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to like go along with their premise that Hogwarts is like super important and it mm-hmm. but but I think that part is funny and it kind of makes the portraits really small, right? If you say they are um not even what is it half not don't even represent half of their subjects also they're there to help uh a high school they're 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 there to be the pta right that's like tiny it like takes this like huge mythology of the portraits and it's like harry this is this is the um those like digital picture frames that were really popular in 2002 <laughs> right yeah 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 well, and she even follows it up with i was advised as i took this job to not mistake the painting for the person there's just a lot here that 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 is so refreshing to 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 see someone's take on this yeah and, and it's actually... addressing harry's like mythology of hogwarts and how his son doesn't mythologize hogwarts in the same way and it's just it's very deft yeah yeah, this is this is this is such a good, good little scene. 
um, that, that does, I think, a lot of a lot of work for the Harry Potter world building that it maybe doesn't deserve to have done to it. Like just, <laughs> just yeah. it was like radically improving a section of the story that drove us crazy about like how uh-huh. how the, these books that were like about death and loss did not have anything to say about the fucking living people in the paintings that everyone was talking to. <laughs> uh yeah albus's adventures in uh hell have the, the this new this new hell he's created continue as he meets uh professor hermione granger this is my favorite part this is a wild scene i love this this is hermione snape we get hermione snape which which then cascades into a line that really makes me wonder if if this is written with like Hermione's character kind of incongruities in the novels in mind, first of all, she opens with a banger line here, um, amazing pathetic teacher line, uh, where she says, "I believe my name is Professor Granger Potter," and he asks, "What are you doing here?" And she says, "Teaching for my sins." What are you doing here? <laughs> Learning, I hope. Like, She's so this is Snape. Yeah, she's Snape now. This is great. I think this is better. This is a better <laughs> world. If Snape, <laughs> have... if, Snape, if Snape couldn't be in this because he died, if we get Lady Snape, we get the... we get Lady Snape. Yeah, well, she was the Joker, so she should become Snape. That makes sense. I yeah. yeah. I mean, this That's... is like super written in the voice of Snape, right? Absolutely. Like the... not even. It's not even trying to hide it. I mean, she's calling him Potter. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just... I, I love her. This is the most I've ever liked Hermione. And and also, Polly Chapman is here that again. That bitch Polly Chapman. That bitch Polly Chapman is back to uh, uh, play the role of Draco, like 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 Hermione's Toby here. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It is very funny. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, uh, Albus can't handle this. He 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 doesn't. He you know he he's he's not able to process that that his uh, his cool his cool uh, uh, dad's friend is is not who he remembers. Um, and uh, he what does he what does he even do? Does he just like does the, do they finally shut him up or do they send him out yeah, of the classroom? Yeah, he just like keeps freaking out and it's like where's Rose and all this stuff because he hasn't yeah. like accepted or realized how different everything is mm-hmm. and finally like she just like keeps taking house points from him until she takes 50 and everyone is mad at him and is like you hate gryffindor you're always fucking fucking us over and then he yeah. finally shuts up and she um uh gives a, a a timely explanation of the patronus perhaps yeah i wonder if that will matter later <laughs> i wonder if we're going to learn about patronuses some more um this is, I believe, coming up next, Act 2, Scene 12, which is a, a scene written here with no dialogue. Um, yeah. Just stage direction. I believe this is uh, the quote-unquote the scene, the staircase scene that I have heard so much about from this play that all the Scorbus fans love. The Scorbus scene. Because yeah. they... This is play, some play shit right here. Some play stuff. He walks up the staircase, he's despondent, he's, he's just walking, and then... Uh, uh, Scorpius is coming down the stairs, and they sort of pass each other and 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 look wistfully at each other, and then the stairs, you know, the the, the stairs do the Hogwarts thing and split apart, and they go their separate ways. Very, very uh, loaded with with angst. 
now little, little scene here. Now, do you, would you trade them putting hide and seek as a reference to the OC in the woods scene for this using hide and seek? Because it, it seems pretty appropriate. Ooh. I, I mean, wonder. it could be both. Yeah, I, see, I wonder. I, I feel like when, like way back when, when the soundtrack was released, mm-hmm. um, we listened to some of it, and I remember seeing like a staircase song. Yeah, um, but I don't have a recollection of it. We only know one song. We at do, the moment, which we, do which know we one will song. talk about. Later one song in this other episode. than hide and seek, but yeah. <laughs> This next scene, speaking of angst, uh, we are at the Potter's home. Uh, Harry and Ginny are arguing about uh, this 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 insane shit Harry's doing with uh, Albus and Scorpius, keeping them apart. When who should show up at their doorstep but one Draco Malfoy? Um, before I forget entirely that Ginny exists, yeah. Um, I do want to rewind a little bit to Act Two, Scene Ten, only because okay, it has okay. my favorite stage direction in this whole play so far. Which okay, is, yeah, it's it's the scene with McGonagall. <laughs> Professor McGonagall is full of unhappiness. Harry is full of purpose. Ginny is not sure what she's supposed to be. <laughs> I, I lost it. Yeah, like I understand, yeah. but I also found that very funny. Yeah, that's a yeah, a, a perhaps telling line. For... Wink, wink. <laughs> um, yeah, Ginny, Ginny is not happy with Harry's decision here, but Harry is adamant this is the right thing to do because he heard the horse talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Draco shows up, and he says, uh, "Are you still selling that Xbox?" <laughs> and Harry, Harry says no and Draco <laughs> says well son's crying thanks uh, <laughs> uh, he, he says Can, why Why are you keeping our sons apart this is weird you're being weird um, and uh, Harry's rebuttal to this is now are you sure that Voldemort didn't go back in time and fuck your wife you mean, are you sure you didn't go back in time and collect a specimen? Oh, are, are you sure that you didn't go back in time? <laughs> and, and give both more to handshake. Because you'd know. Because you... Stop denying it. <laughs> Did you go back in time and whack the Dark Lord off to um... completion? This is like the horniest scene of all time. This, I obviously have yeah. not seen the play... Mm-hmm. This is dreary real, which I was not expecting out of this. I knew Scorbis <laughs> I knew Scorbis real. Um I didn't realize this was the um dreary dreams realized play. This and this is, is yeah. this is a horny scene. Yeah. As written. They uh <laughs> Do you want to do you want to do a back and forth here or or do you, mean, how about you read it and I'll give the stage directions? Okay, I yeah. like I I want to say like I'm trying to figure out where to start but like to begin with like of course they're angry, right? They're fighting over the Scorpius Albus issue. Uh-huh. And then it's like they have this discussion like uh are you sh-? like it's it's just very um it's like sexual in nature, right? Because they're like, are yeah, you, are you sure, sure he's are yours? You sure? Are you sure? I don't know. It's just a little did, weird. Did, um, you, so it's, did you give uh, did you whack off Voldemort? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So it's time to fight, basically, after. Those are fighting words. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to start. Let's see. Harry, um, Bane told me he sensed a darkness around my son, near my son, Draco. What are you implying, Potter? Harry turns and looked Draco dead in the eye. Harry, are you sure? Are you really sure he's yours, Draco? There's a deadly silence. Draco, you take that back right now. But Harry doesn't take it back. So Draco takes his wand out. Harry, you do not want to do this. Draco, yes, I do. Harry, I don't want to hurt you, Draco. (laughs) Draco, how interesting, because I do want to hurt you. The two square up and then release their wands. Draco and Harry, Expelliarmus. Their wands repel and then break apart. Draco, incarcerous. Harry dodges a blast from Draco's wand. Harry, Tarantalegra. Draco throws himself out of the way. You've been practicing, Draco. Draco, and you've got sloppy, Potter. Densanguio. <laughs> Harry just <laughs> manages to get out of the way. Harry, Rictum Sempra. Draco uses a chair to block the blast. Draco, Flipendo. Also, fuck yes. Cursed Child. Cursed Child. Best Harry Potter media. Flipendo <laughs> fucking canon now. Flipendo Draco's canon. a gamer. Harry is sent twirling through the air. Draco laughs. Draco, keep up, old man. Harry, we're the same age, Draco. Draco, I wore it better. Harry, Brachia Bindo. Draco is bound tightly. Draco, that really the best you got? Emancipare. Draco releases his own binds. Levacorpus. Harry has to throw himself out of the way. Mobilacorpus. Oh, this is too much fun. Draco bounces <laughs> Harry up and down on the table. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then as Harry rolls away, Draco jumps onto the table. He readies his wand, but as he does, Harry hits him with a spell. Harry, Obscuro. Draco releases himself from the blindfold as soon as it hits him. The two square up. Harry throws a chair. Draco ducks underneath it and slows the chair with his wand. Uh, Ginny is back. Ginny, I only left this room three minutes ago. She looks at the mess of the kitchen. She looks at the chair suspended in the air. She signals them back to the floor with her wand. What did I miss? (laughs) End scene. It says drier than dry there for the Ginny dialogue. How'd I do? Very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, I'm sure that the experience of watching this is not as horny as it is reading it, but wowie. Why are there two separate bondage spells they do there? They're having a bondage battle. They're having a bondage battle. And and just, I mean, this is, this uh, you know, I am five years old, but like the every... <laughs> Every time the play says, like, they take their wand out is fucking <laughs> comedy to me. <laughs> like, there's no cool way to write that. No. It is a bondage battle, though. It is. And it is like the, you know, they're mad, and then they battle, and they're like, oh, this is fun, you know. Did they did they have to write Draco bounces Harry up and down on the table? <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Um, this is the, this is the dreary, this is a... The little candy in the candy box for the dreary stands out there. Yeah, yeah. again, this is what everyone wanted. I mean, like it or not, it's like the most popular ship in the fandom, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this, this feels like, again, like everything else in this play, this feels like a gift-wrapped, uh, uh, scene 
for a specific section of the audience. And I, I, I'm just continuing, continually shocked that they, that the fandom at large doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. So they, we cut away from that scene, um, unfortunately, to go to, admittedly, another good scene where uh, Scorpius and Delphi have a little heart to heart. Yeah. Kind of a suspicious one, if you ask a, me. A little, a little, what's she up to? Why is she there? Um, but it's nice to see her hanging out with Scorpius when Scorpius was so, so jealous. But this is where she, <laughs> this is where she like very suspiciously is like, I was, uh, 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 sick. I, uh, I, I didn't get to go to Hogwarts. Ooh, cough, cough. Right. Like very. I was sick. Um, but I'm really, but now I'm here. It's really cool here. You guys should be friends. Haha. <laughs> no reason. Yeah. Yeah, so she tells she tells him or, or she, he tells her that their their time travel failed. It's all over, and she says, "No, no, the the history book has changed, but not enough. Cedric still has died, uh, and he, it it only made him more determined. But you've gotta you you know you've gotta try again. You guys belong together, uh, which is which is interesting. She she she's very invested in. In fact, she herself seems to be invested in Scorbus for some nefarious reason here. Yeah, Delphi Delphi ships Scorbus, or perhaps not nefarious, but she's definitely she definitely is is egging Scorpius on here. She does not want this to be the end of the. Uh, oh yeah, and this is when we find out about Cedric and the reason why he. Maybe yes. like she she delivers that exposition about him trying harder to win the tournament. He still died. He became more determined to win the second task. Yeah. Uh and that's why Cedric has to wait. It's all become quite confused and you're entirely right to be keeping hold of the time turner, but what I mean was someone's got to do something about the two of you. Dun dun dun. What is what is her plan here? Uh but we're back to the kitchen now. Thank that. God. After that. Yeah, like like no no disrespect to Delphi, but we we, we got to get back to the Draco that, stuff. Yeah, that's just an exposition scene. I, well, I guess like <laughs> it's also just a like okay, they need to become friends again scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but this scene with Harry, Draco and Ginny is fun. I like this is I think this is my favorite of the adult scenes so far. Um, with all of them together. I uh, think it's funny. I think it's... Th- I like it. Um, Draco does say the themes in, like, a, in, like a three-paragraph chunk monologue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very on the nose. But And, like, it is, it is just, like, delivering, again, another gift to the fandom. Here's the Draco redemption arc, right? Like... Like, oh, I was just jealous of you because you had cool friends and I had uh, uh, Crab I had and Goyle. stupid Crab and Goyle. Um, one of them burned up. <laughs> yeah, one of them's fire. fucking dead. They haven't really addressed that. They, one of them fucking died. You killed one of them, kind of, honestly. Yeah, kind of. I think there is a great line here in uh, This Is Not About My Son Being Evil, which is just there's no way to make that a non-hilarious line. <laughs> But it's it's cute. It's cute seeing them them hash it out, and it is uh, it's nice. I I think that, that that beyond it being sort of funny and silly that Draco just like says the themes here, right? I do like. I, I think that the the thing that makes it a nice scene for me is I, I like that it it is Draco that convinces Harry that he is being he's going about this thing with his son all wrong. I just think that that's a nice. It's a nice thing for them to bond over, I guess. Like a like like uh, I don't know like it, it's 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 fun to have them do something other than argue about uh, 
school. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's fu- I I really appreciate the Harry Draco stuff because I feel like it is so um in the reality of like what it's like to be forty. Although, and like meeting up with someone you knew in school like it's yeah. like completely inconsequential at the same time not sure why they would have a relationship at all <laughs> yeah. um except for we want them to because we like the characters um <laughs> it is so- <laughs> i know it's a play you got to say what it's about you have to have these over-the-top feelings it is very funny seeing a character have such a cohesive narrative about their own life <laughs> you know like yeah. they ha- he has like a thesis about his life I will say, I think, I think if I had to, if I had to like script doctor this scene, mm-hmm. I think maybe I would have Draco sort of like sheepishly leave or like say his piece and then fuck off or whatever after the fight, and then maybe have Ginny suppose this stuff that Draco says. Oh, here. I like that a lot. Yeah, like Ginny just go like, you know, like this, like we're like we're getting older. He maybe he's just sad that he had shitty friends and we you had good friends, right? Like that that I think that might have seen one would have made it seem a little more natural, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it would have given Ginny something to do. Yeah, uh, she's which, just there, um, finding yeah. out what she missed. Yeah, she is not been a character in the, uh, in the long tradition of harry potter stories the 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 female characters really have not gotten to do much in this yet uh at no. all. Um, um i'm kind of tempted to read it just because it's so ridiculous <laughs> like, yeah also i think it's worth doing because this is probably what the play is about by the way draco's yeah. just delivering us literally like the entire thesis of the play um in several paragraphs he just says uh because they're you know talking about um, their sons. I can't talk to him, Scorpius, either. Um, especially since Astoria is gone, I can't even talk to him about how losing her has affected him. As hard as I try, I can't reach him. You can't talk to Alice. I can't talk to Scorpius. 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 That's what this is about. Not about my son being evil, because as much as you might take the word of a haughty centaur, centaur, you know the power of friendship. Mm. He literally says that. The power, you know of, the friendship. power of friendship. Um, I have always envied you them you know weasley and granger also by the way him being like i it's like the same like i wish i was ron right yeah yeah Um, but it does connect scorpius to him it's just a funny thing to say um and Ginny kind of cuts in to say oh crab and goyle were your friends and then he says two lunks who wouldn't know one end of a broomstick from another r.i.p um you, (laughs) you, you the three of you you shone you know you liked each other. You had fun. I envied you those friendships more than anything else. And then Ginny jumps in to say, like, me too. Um, Draco, uh, my father thought he was protecting me most of the time. People say parenting is the hardest job in the world. They're wrong. Growing up is. We all just forget how hard it is. I think you have to make a choice at a certain point of the man you want to be. And I tell you that at a time you need to need a parent or a friend and if you've learned to hate your parent by then and you have no friends then you're all alone and being alone that's so hard i was alone and it sent me to a truly dark place for a long time tom riddle was also a lonely child you may not understand that harry but i do and i think Ginny does too tom riddle didn't emerge from his dark place and so tom riddle became lord voldemort maybe the black cloud bane saw was albus's loneliness his pain his hatred don't lose the boy he'll regret it and so will he because he needs you and scorpius damn i get it i get that the actor is doing an epic monologue yeah 
Yes. It is very funny. (laughs) It is a little much all at once, but... There you go. That's what the play is about. That's what the play is about. There it is. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I, 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 like I said, I think that maybe it should have at least been left in the realm of like speculative uh, uh, character work, where where Ginny might suppose that this is what is wounding Draco, so so she gets mm-hmm. to do something. But uh, I, I like. I'm not against Draco getting his little his little smart guy redemption arc here. It's cute. Um, I think that Draco, up until this point, has had such a strong Draco voice. Which is a funny thing to say, because the only Draco voice we know is from when he was the ages of, you know, 11 to 17. (laughs) So it feels like a departure from that, where I'm like, I so clearly heard Tom Felton in my head, and like literally all the Draco lines, and then all of a sudden he has like an epic actor monologue. I think that's what threw me off. That is true. Um, I think my counterpoint to that would be, uh, this is the first time, similar to the Scorpius and Albus scene earlier that I, I was really happy with. Um, this might be the first time that uh, Draco Malfoy has said anything about his personal feelings on anything and not just like made jokes about Harry being stinky or whatever, right? Like, now that seems true. <laughs> like it, 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 like it, 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 it is. It is very on the nose, and it is perhaps a little out of character based on what we know, but to be fair, what we know about him is barely anything. He was a cartoon <laughs> character. So yeah. him, him getting to say anything thematic at all is a departure. Yeah, um, that is that is definitely true. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Th- this is the play thesis right here. I mean, it, it, this is not the first or the last time that we were going to get the play thesis, but I think this is maybe the... Um, the strongest that it's that it's like come through in the dialogue so far. Hey, if you're gonna have it in there, it should be after a bondage fight. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> this is their aftercare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're so right. <laughs> they're 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 demonstrating um, demonstrating safety and and sanity there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's all. This is all responsible SM uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, act two, scene 16. Scorpius arrives in the library. Uh, Albus and Scorpius are gonna have a little a little reunion here uh, at the behest of uh, Delphi. Um, yeah. There is a very, very interesting line in here. Actually, there are several, but there, mm-hmm. there, there is one that leaps out to me primarily. The last chap or chapter, Jesus, the last scene. Uh, uh, the, 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 the play's themes were laid out as strongly as possible. Yeah, there is another theme here. That is is not. I think you know this is not like the 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 core of the play in the way that the last scene was. But there's something here that feels like it's very much in conversation with itself. Uh-huh. Where Scorpius says that he found Rita Skeeter's book about Hermione and Ron and 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 Harry, hmm. uh, and says everything is very different. Ron took Hermione to the ball, so they 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 sort of like sow the seeds here for like what scorpius and albus know about the past and like where it's coming from Mm -hmm. and and 
Albus's uh, Albus and Scorpius's reaction to this stuff is to say, Scorpius says, uh, we're not good at this stuff. We'll get it wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, the, you know, they won't measure up to the previous story, right? Like the, 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 <laughs> the, the there's no way that they can be as cool uh, and as successful at saving the world as uh, as as the Golden Trio, which very much feels to me like I don't know. This feels like 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 author insert stuff here, positive, but not 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 derogatory here. Like this yeah. is off. This is author anxiety stuff here, right? Like yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not going to measure up to the the famous books that sold sold ten jillion billion copies, right? Like, like I can't do this. Yeah, I know it's a cute, it's a cute moment. It is cute, and um, and everyone hates it. He was <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the thing. Whenever I, I I go crazy about the fandom's response to this play, because like, I if if they said. Oh, this is very author self insert. If you just told, if you just told me that like that, that was the reaction people had, <laughs> yeah, I would say, oh yeah, you're right. There is that scene that is very author self insert. Did they not like that? But no, the the insane shit that they say about the author self insert criticism is like that's why the play has like quote unquote daddy issues in it. Which feels like a really <laughs> weird, like weird thing to say. Like <laughs> worried about not being a good dad, and then to writing about a bad dad—that seems that. extremely normal. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's yep, that's writers for you. That's 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 fiction, a large chunk of it. And, like a and lot. again, they're not coming. They're not coming at it from the angle of like I'm tired of seeing dad fiction either, right? Like if none of the criticisms that could be legitimately, I think, held against this play uh are coming out of the 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 fandom there. It, it's it's baffling. Um but yeah, no, it, 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 this seems like a very very much like a like a, you know, author anxiety moment. Um but uh uh they 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 decide to go back uh uh or rather they don't decide to go back just yet because uh they're kind of they kind of fight this out a little bit um cuz Scorpius is like you're a bad friend you're like the most terrible friend <laughs> ever um and McGonagall comes in in a very cute scene um and uh and is like looking for them with the marauder's map scorpius has the 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 invisibility cloak and they hide under it and she says like well if i didn't see you i guess i can't punish you and and leaves <laughs> i like that a lot it's cute it is cute um mcgonagall's very funny in this so far but i appreciate that one i think she she even says like mischief managed and it's just a <laughs> fun a fun little cute fan fandom moment yeah, again, handing stuff to the fans on a platter here uh, and having it be slapped away. Um, um, what do you think about the Albus Scorpius uh, conflict here? Similar to his dad, Scorpius also gives a a monologue, but it's more about his character and the Albus Scorpius relationship. It is a it's an even longer monologue honestly this 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 fight that they have i mean they, granted they are the main characters so of course this should be a longer argument but it, it is quite long i think it almost verges on being too much but i think it is rescued by the last minute like dive back into being characterful 
where uh uh albus kind of starts rambling and says like uh and you know and i can't do this and i can't do that and 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 scorpius says uh let me just find the quote here albus as apologies go this is wonderfully fulsome but you're starting to talk more about you than me again so probably better to quit while you're ahead i thought that was fun like yeah yeah. i i enjoy their like goofy friend moments that i i think that that might be something that people's experience of reading it it feels like I don't want to say the word cringe, but I can't think of anything else for it. Like, I think that that's like the sort of thing that I imagine is like, people are like, oh, it's like cringy or whatever. And I don't think it is. And I think that that's, it's like play stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I I will. Like, like no one in Harry Potter has talked like this before. Right. Right. uh, when Ron and like honestly, this this is another like fix it moment almost because even in the books that we really like, like Azkaban, right? Uh huh. I, I I seem to recall that like one of our biggest complaints with that one was that like when Ron and Hermione made up, it was completely out of necessity and like n- neither of them addressed why their fight happened right yeah yeah um, like just stop mattering right it stopped mattering like that they needed to get back together to help harry and then similar things happened in the other books you know when when ron and harry make up with each other after they've the the billion million times that they fight each other that no one ever says like i'm sorry for this uh or or you know for x thing and or and and i too am in turn I'm, i'm sorry for this what they do is they look at each other like lugheads and say, friends, friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like five times throughout the series. And to be clear, I don't think that that is necessary. Like, I'm not, I'm certainly not someone who demands that all characters have a healthy conversation to resolve oh, I mean, conflict. Equi- there's an equally unhealthy conversation that would feel satisfying yeah, in this exactly. place, right? Exactly. Um, yes, yes, that, that, that is, that is a hundred percent uh 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 more where i'm coming from it's like i i i'm not frustrated that ron and harry's and hermione's relationship is a little uh uh dysfunctional uh, but i would like to see them talk through the dysfunction right um and it's it's nice to see scorpius and albus do that uh, more yeah. than any other Harry Potter characters ever have, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's yeah. wild to me. I, th- I like thinking about the um, the troll scenes and stuff and how that was what made Hermione friends with Ron and Harry. Mm-hmm. And that's really cute the first time. Yeah. Uh, but after like the 20th time, mm-hmm. when that's the only way anything ever resolves. Yeah. And then to see this, which is like functionally similar to the troll thing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it, it there's would still be an very... outside circumstance looming over the problem, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and also, just like kind of the tone, also. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that mm-hmm. you get away with the, like, oh, they fought a troll, so now they're friends. I think you get away with that in um, either an all ages fun for the whole family play or a children's <laughs> book, right? Right, right. Um, but the fact that this is like, I, I would say, like a similar uh, tone or like, um, level of like family friendly as like say the first harry potter book and yet it still goes out of its way for the characters to have a character moment instead of just being like we're not mad at each other because we have to go back in time again 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. They they take the time to kind of outline where the story's at and at least uh, gesture at an apology to each other. Even if, again, this is relatively early in the story, right? Like, I'm sure that they will have more conflict. Uh, uh, but it, it is it is nice to see something get resolved in a way that feels like characters acknowledged it rather than it just being wiped away because of like the the more pressing circumstance of like well we gotta go try and fix time again right like it, it's 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 uh, it's a little more deft i think than than any of the like harry potter friendship resolution stuff what else is in this scene croaker's law oh don't even get me started. Croker's fucking law. Don't even get me started on Croker's law. Croker's law. Who I cares? don't care about this at all. Um, <laughs> but also I'm mad because how many freaking times have I heard that this is like canon breaking? Yeah, that this is and like, like the oh, worst. this isn't how time yeah. turners work. Which is fine, and like I don't think it's like necessarily a good. Th- I mean, this happens all the time in Harry Potter, where all of a sudden, like the way we understand something works just like changes, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating. Except this at least feels like it serves the purpose, and the purpose being like the whole story, right? So that it can happen, right? But I thought that there was going to be no explanation about right. the time turners working this way, right? Like the time turners would just be normal time turners and suddenly work a different way, or even what we said which we said was fine to just like have a super time turner right it's just a special one yeah but no it goes even further than that mm-hmm. and it's it's like oh yeah croaker's law it says that if you like you go back further than an hour you mess with the like time conti- like you change history but that like I mean, that to me is internally consistent with like the idea that the third book is all like single timeline yeah yeah. stuff but then it's like it's like this time turner is a time turner with the safety off right that, i don't know that works really well for me i yeah i i think it works well or it's at least it, it, like like i i couldn't ask for a better lampshade on it right like mm-hmm. ultimately it's still it's still doing the like oh what if it was this but worked differently but this is a perfectly acceptable lampshade for that um and also, like, has precedence within Harry Potter itself. This is no different, and honestly explained with a little bit more flavor than when uh, in Deathly Hallows they randomly added, uh, oh, Gamp's Law says you can't create food from nothing. So we can't have food, like, we we can't shoot food out of our wands like everybody's been doing for the past six books, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, because that felt like... It was retroactive, right? Exactly. And I think that's yeah. what bothers me about it, is mm-hmm. that it's like, I didn't care for one second about how they were getting food. Uh-huh. Until like, it, it became just, a plot it, hole. Like, like, I, don't, I don't know why why we're like boxcar children Harry Potter novel. <laughs> so like that doesn't, it doesn't feel like it serves that because it's not like a, we're not reading Hatchet. I am right. not interested in that part of the story. Right. Um, right. And I don't think that it did anything with that. But then also it's like, it feels like a bandaid over something I also didn't care about, which was mm-hmm. Molly Weasley shooting sauce out of her wand. I don't care. <laughs> um, right. Like, like it is it, it, like so many things in Deathly Hallows that we talked about. It, it it is like def- it's like preemptive defensiveness right? yeah 
and is like a lore fix about something that really doesn't worry me. Whereas like this feels, and I think the reason that it, it works really well for me is it's a lampshade in the way that it's about something that they wanted to tell a story about. Right. Right. Yes. Like this is the story we're reading like it or not. Mm hmm. And it's just saying how the thing works to serve the story rather than just being a weird retroactive lore fix, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. I think it's good. And I think that like, I, I think you could spin the idea of the stupid Croker's Law time turners in an interesting way, right? Because all the time turners were from the ministry and were like heavily regulated and yeah. you had to, had to check them out and Hermione had to get one from McGonagall. So of course, like the ministry wouldn't like lend out time turners that would let you break Break history. Right. Yeah. And, and so like the idea that a death eater might have a, a time turner that's like more of a, you know, it's, it's dangerous. I think that's cool. And I think it says something about the ministry and I think it's a whole thing, right? It, 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 it uses previous stuff as a, as like it, like it, it is setting new tracks down, but it is setting them like where they're tra- where the tracks have led, right? Like 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 you say, like the 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 time turners were already described as being heavily regulated in the um in in the third book. So like yeah, why would they be regulated? Well, because they're dangerous. Okay, problem solved. Why are they dangerous? Problem solved. Here it is. Here you go. Like it's not it's not. It's not like the Gamps Law explanation that was just like purely conjured out of nowhere to uh, uh, stop people from asking her, "Well, why didn't they just uh, conjure up food?" Right? Like it's it's it it feels like something that is building off of work that has come before already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, I never want to see anyone. Uh, this is what I mean by being like purposefully obtuse, right? Because it's not even, it's like canon police. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's not my hobby, but if that's, if you want to, if you want to like. There are no the mages facts, in Lord of the Rings. There, if you want to litigate there are the wizards. About, there are wizards. The, about the mage, the, mages, the white mage Gandalf. There's no mages in Lord of the Rings. Mm hmm. <laughs> No, I, I I totally get you. Yeah, it's 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 uh at a certain point it does feel like again like like we were saying like uh like there's this weird game of telephone around this play in the fandom where everyone's just saying shit that is just like like plainly here in the text not true right like yeah it it goes out of its way to explain it like you can think that's stupid or not like it but. It is there. It is there. They did. They in fact uh, uh, made it the plot. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Um, we already talked about the Hermione Ron stuff here. Oh, but this is this is the scene where they disca- decide on their plan. We're going to humiliate Cedric to save Cedric. They say humiliation several times. <laughs> we need to humiliate him. We are going to own Cedric. We are yeah. Going, yeah, we are going to to roast his ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the part that the, 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 I got an alarm bell uh, mm. uh, when this when this scene ended that thankfully uh, did not end up mattering. 
but when it when this scene ended with Alba oh, saying yeah. we need to go to the girls' bathroom on the first floor, I I I'd forgotten about Myrtle, and so I was like, oh no, oh fuck, are we doing this fucking shit again? Are we doing Lego Harry Potter bullshit again? But thankfully not. Thankfully no. we are not. But no. but but I just I I I had a moment of like wee woo wee woo J.K. Rowling alert like like yeah just... there's some sort of hyper vigilance around this stuff um yeah yeah it's uh, it's necessary really um mm-hmm. so then we get the scene with um with Ron and Hermione uh like we said and it's not this is the weakest. Don't worry, they're meant to be together. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. We all love Ron Myony. <laughs> uh, Harry and Draco and Ginny all show up uh, in McGonagall's office after she's uh, uh, pretended not to see uh, Scorbus hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry apologizes. He says, I, 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 you know, I had post-nut clarity with Draco here. <laughs> um and uh we we've, we've decided we were being kind of rude about the whole uh, uh spying on my son thing um so we've got to yeah. fix this yeah i was being a huge shithead but draco showed me the error of my ways yeah um so let's let's find out where those boys are and tell them that they can be friends um and uh they t- they too discover on the map that they're in the girls bathroom in the first floor what are they doing there? What are they doing there? What? Uh, it turns out what they are doing is setting up the most insane scene in the play. I hate uh, this. This is like this. This um act is like bookended by I think some of my least favorite stuff so far. Because we started with the Petunia stuff, and now we have mm-hmm. Myrtle. We have Myrtle. Myrtle, go away. Myrtle. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of Myrtle. Well, Myrtle's not uh, uh, there just yet. Because oh, okay. first they are uh, practicing engorging soap at each other or something. Okay. Then they're going. They're oh, yeah. Pl- so let me get this right. The plan is engorgement. The plan is engorgement. The plan so is that- engorgement. And they're going to make Cedric's head really big. Uh, uh, He's going to be so humiliated. He's going to be so humiliated when he he has a giant head, <laughs> like the working out of the library guy. <sighs> Embarrassing. Uh, Scorpius says, consider me in Gorge Impressed, which is an interesting line. I, I just kind of put a question mark next to that one. We're at a play. Ha ha ha. Um, it's an audience la- laugh cue. Ha 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 ha. He 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 he. So they're, pu- they're talking about their plan. We're going to use a, We're going to pop his bubblehead charm and we're going to make his head really huge. And then he's going to float out of the lake. This is a very elaborate plan, honestly. <laughs> um, and then this is this is where like the play is sort of like it's like it has the energy of like a streaker on the soccer field or something. It is yeah. Uh, would you like to read? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, the stage direction is, and then suddenly a jet of water emerges from the sink, and after it ascends a very wet moaning myrtle you can't do this <laughs> you can't I mean, do this okay it's not it's like okay well one she's a ghost so i'm not really 
clear on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a ghost it's, wet. It's, it's the one-two punch of a very wet moaning Myrtle and then her saying, whoa, that feels good. Never used to enjoy that. But, but when, when you, you get, get to, to my age, age, you take, you take what, you, what can. you can. That's the thing, is I forget that it's not even a euphemism. No, they, they like... Or rather, not an innuendo. It's no, just like, it, like, it just is. It starts as an innuendo, and then she, like, proceeds to drive a semi-truck through it. Like, it, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. And then she announces that her name is Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. It's coincidence, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, I, Elizabeth is a common name. Warren yeah. is a last name. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) It's normal. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a normal thing to read. This is this like I was reading this, and I like had to double back and go like, did I like the rest of the stuff in this play? Have I been under some spell? And the whole thing's been like this, but I think this scene has just been like completely bonkers. It's just. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Myrtle. Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. A pretty name. My name. No need for the moaning. Hee hee hee. She giggles. <laughs> Stage direction. Hee hee hee. No good. Need, no need for the moaning. Don't like it. Don't love it. Not, not a fan of this. Is this, is this like, did Jack Thorne like phone it in and the only thing that he could remember about Myrtle is that like unhinged scene in Goblet of Fire? <laughs> Right. Where her whole character is just horny. Yeah, we're, we're forgetting, like, the great part of Moaning Myrtle, which is when, in, in book two, when her and Ron have that hilarious, really dark exchange. This misses a part of it to me, right? Like, I feel like all the elements are here, but it's, like, missing the weird, like, weepy, just fucking shoot me then energy that she has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, even even in, in book four, I feel, like myrtle's like horny desperation scenes it's like well yeah mm-hmm. she's like she she died when she was a teenager so she's like f- like fawning over all of these like people who are like alive but like her age right yeah whereas this like her just like emerging and, and like being like mm, yum i love i love i love masturbating At my by age putting yeah my, yeah putting my ghost cooter against the shower head or whatever it's like well, hold on whoa 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 jill what are you talking about yeah, yeah this is testing my um t- my play tolerance of like everything has to be really over the top i'm yeah. like not this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it dial it, it back, please. It it it, tr- it takes it from like like character appropriate like these teens are being shitty to each other to just like this is a creepy lady. What are you do- like what is she doing? <laughs> like, it's yeah, something is not right with this what the characterization. I don't know. Like it's like something got lost. Like there's just like a game of telephone with Myrtle and I don't know who this is. Yeah. Yeah, this is not Mooning Myrtle. It's it's it's. I guess it's sort of like a weird. I feel like this is like a like a weird like uh 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 sort of like dilution of the character where maybe this is based more on her film performance because they it's got just, that. It's purely that one scene that I yeah. hate from Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, the it, same. It's like the, it's just the film version of Goblet of Fire where she's like coming on to Harry in the bath, right? Like, well, that. That's the other thing that kills me, and I, it's like, there's this part where she's like, oh yeah, I, I see, like, 
tons of girls doing like love incantations in here. Yeah, and I already, well, yeah, I already don't like that. I'm like, mostly because I'm like, well, no, I think she's like supposed to be pretty isolated, right? That's the whole idea. So like everyone she runs into, she's like enamored with because she hasn't yeah. talked to anyone in the last four years or what. Like she's a tragic character. And, and that's like this other thing is it goes on, um, because she like keeps their secret. She helps them leave the bathroom and to get into the lake because she Mm -hmm. knows how to do that. And she's like, yeah, I'll keep your secret. Um, And then Harry asks her. And of course she tells him, but it plays it as like, she's in love with him and not like a, like enamored out of desperation. Right. Yeah. Which I don't think was supposed to be what it was. She, she has like, like her major complaint in the, in the books is that nobody comes to talk to her Mm -hmm. and she's lonely. Uh, And so like, whenever someone does show up, she like, doesn't let them go. Right. She just like keeps on talking to them and like asking if they'll stay and, 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 and whatnot. And like, yeah, that 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 makes sense. Or you don't get any of that here. She's just like vamping for yeah. the audience here, and it's like, well, I, yeah, like it's a play. The characters have to be like the most outsized versions of themselves because they only get. She like... already is though, right? Yeah, she's already that. So it, it's a, this is a weird translation of her character for sure. I don't like it. No, don't like it. Um, uh, I don't like. Uh, <laughs> I did really don't like the innuendo it's just too much i enjoyed the bondage fight but but uh, a very wet moaning myrtle coming out and saying like damn that felt good is a uh, is is too far for this not not good the bondage fight safe sane and consensual and they're like 40 <laughs> years old so <laughs> that's all good with me yeah yeah it's a little it's a little a little much but they tell her the plan they've got the gillyweed they're going to uh snipe cedric with the the headed gore god this is a long scene i just realized like like most oh, of yeah. the, most of the scenes that this this book is divided into are, are like three four pages at the most this is quite a long scene we spend a lot yeah, of time with moaning it's horrible. here it's also a lot of logistics Yes. Like, okay, we're gonna take the gillyweed. Oh, how do we get out of here? You leave the, to get into the lake. Can you help us do that? It's just not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then they so so the upshot of it is they figure out how to get into the lake and they use the time turner just as Harry and Draco and Ginny are coming to try and apologize to them. Um, and Myrtle immediately spills the beans uh, and yep. says that they're going. To save a very dishy boy, a certain Cedric Diggory, uh, and uh, uh, they 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 suppose finally that they have the fancy time turner. Um, and Moaning Myrtle's reaction to that is, "Isn't everyone so naughty?" <laughs> Which again, get her out of here, go away. Is this like is this like a cameo? Like, did they get like a cameo actress to come in here? Oh. And it's like all like I'm <laughs> just like the, something is going on here that is I not wonder. apparent in the text, I right? Wonder. Did they get like the Moaning Myrtle the actress, actress to do this or something? She was from she was one of the actresses on Friends, right in the movie. Or something like that? I or don't coupling or, Something or, like that. It was someone, right? Moaning. Um, moaning Myrtle. Cursed Child. Act. 
mattress. Uh, no. Oh, no, hold on. Okay, that's the uh, Merc Child original cast. Annabelle Baldwin. Uh, Annabelle Baldwin. Hang on. Hold the phone here. Annabelle Baldwin plays two characters in The Cursed Child. Guess who the second one is? Who? Lily Potter. The Harry's kid or? No. Harry's mom. Harry's mom. Huh. I'm looking at her like IMDb page and there's nothing. I'm like, I was was really hoping that would be it. I thought it was going to be like a, some sort of not related to like famous actress that everyone would be like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. And she plays Delphini? What? Okay. Very weird. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. This well, scene sucks. Whatever. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> so so to answer your question, no. It is, they did not okay. get, like, a big, a big like... This isn't, Ooh. like... Uh, oh, it's the queen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the queen of England. <laughs> oh my god, they got the queen! Oh my god, they got and the she's queen! Vamping. And she's yeah. talking about coming. Awesome. <laughs> at my age. Woo! Um, at my, yeah, oh my god, that explains the at my age line. <laughs> a little saucy. Just trying to figure it out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> um... Okay, well, that scene was was nasty, and I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, it was a whole nasty thing. Um, but we do at least now have a fun new time travel scene. Uh, uh, Ludo Bagman is back. There's kind of a running bit with him and the, the Bobatons crowd not, not cheering enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cute. It's funny. Yeah, it's cute. And uh, his... His uh, uh, commentary here is even funnier than in the the dragon task. I think the the description of what's happening to Cedric Diggory is incredible. Oh, they... it's brutal! It's so funny. What's this? Cedric Diggory is ascending out of the water and seemingly out of the competition. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have our winner, but we certainly have our loser. <laughs> oh my god! Cedric Diggory is turning into a balloon, and this balloon wants to fly. Fly, ladies and gentlemen, fly, fly out of the task and out of the tournament and oh my it gets wilder still around cedric fireworks explode declaiming ron loves hermione and the crowd loves that (laughs) oh ladies and gentlemen the look on cedric's face it's quite some picture it's quite some sight it's quite some tragedy this is a humiliation there's no other word for it the plan worked perfectly very funny yeah the plan worked perfectly scorpius even says woohoo Woohoo! I think I laughed IRL for that uh, little little Ludo Bagman uh, it's commentary. It's very good. It's very good. It's it's uh, it's very funny. Uh, um, they Albus and Scorpius high five. They've done it. Cedric has been humiliated. Ludo Bagman <laughs> even said it. He even said the word. Uh, and then as they swim away, 
it says the world becomes darker. The world becomes almost black, in fact. And then there's a flash and a bang, and the time turner ticks to a stop. And we're back in the present. And Scorpius uh, is surprised to discover that when he is back in the present, Albus is gone. Hmm. And scary stuff it's like it's like when freaking scar is in charge of pride rock and then it's all it's all messed up and all the plants die yeah yeah and who should be there to help him out of the water but dolores umbridge you know a fan favorite a fan favorite this also is such a nod to the fans, right? Yeah. Like this is the mo- this is the darkest moment and the and like umbridge is the like you know, everyone's like, anyone else hate Umbridge more than uh-huh. more than Voldemort? And this is this is the moment, right? This is the Umbridge has won. Like nothing could be worse than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she appears and and announces that uh, uh, she is the headmistress of Hogwarts. Uh oh. However important your family may be, it doesn't give you an excuse to dilly dally. Scorpius tells her that Albus is still in the lake. Uh, I. <laughs> I think we need to do this one as uh, a popcorn read. We have okay. to, we have to build up to this one. Sure. Um, who do you want to play? Do you want to be Scorpius or Dolores? No preference. Uh, fuck, fuck. Where are we starting? Let's start at um, uh, Scorpius Malfoy. Get out of the lake right now. Uh, I'll be um, I'll be I'll be Umbridge. I'll be Umbridge. Yeah. Okay. Scorpius Malfoy, get out of the lake. Get out of the lake right now. She pulls him out of the water. Miss, I need help. Please, miss. Miss? I'm Professor Umbridge, the headmistress of your school. I am no miss. You're the headmistress, but I... I am the headmistress, and however important your family may be, it doesn't give you an excuse to dilly-dally, to mess about. There's a boy in this lake. You need to get help. I'm looking for my friend, Miss. Professor, headmaster, one of Hogwarts students, Miss. I'm looking for Albus Potter. Potter? Albus Potter? There's no such student. In fact, there hasn't been a Potter at Hogwarts for years. And that boy didn't turn out so well. Not so much rest in peace, Harry Potter, more like rest in perpetual despair. Total troublemaker. <laughs> Harry Potter's dead? Suddenly, from around the auditorium, the feel of a breath of the wind, some black robes rise around people. Black robes that become black shapes, that become dementors. Flying dementors through the auditorium, these black shapes, these deadly forces, they are everything to be feared, and they suck the spirit from the room. The wind continues, this is hell, and then, right from the back of the room, whispering around everyone, words said with an unmistakable voice, the voice of Voldemort. Harry Potter. Harry's dream has come to life. Umbridge. Have you swallowed something funny in there? Become a mudblood without any of us noticing? Harry Potter died over 20 years ago as part of that failed coup on the school. He was one of those Dumbledore terrorists we bravely overthrew at the Battle of Hogwarts. Now come along. I don't know what game you're playing, but you're upsetting the Dementors and entirely ruining Voldemort Day. And the parcel tongue whispers grow louder and louder, grow monstrously loud, and giant banners with snake symbols upon them descend over the stage, and Scorpius is at the horrified heart of it all. Voldemort Day? We cut to black. That, the line that Umbridge has there, 
<laughs> you're upsetting the Dementors and entirely ruining Voldemort Day is like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's cellar door to me right there. Beautiful. You are entirely ruining <laughs> Voldemort Day. <sighs> Voldemort That's good Day. Shit. Voldemort, it's Voldemort Day. Day. This yeah. is this is this was so exciting we had to cheat a little. And I actually, you know what? I don't consider it cheating that much. I was just looking up when Voldemort Day was, which mm-hmm. is research, not cheating. That's right. And, That's right. And when you and when you type in Voldemort Day into Google, it try it just leads you right to the cursed child. Um uh youtube channel where it has uploaded a little teaser um and like obviously we have our tickets and are gonna go see the play soon (laughs) this is so Um, exciting but i just couldn't help it i even asked you when i saw it i was like is this cheating i have to but i want to watch it um i'm so glad we we elected to to watch it because yeah voldemort day is a is announced i i guess i i don't know when this scene appears exactly but Mm, it's actually the opening to part two so it's like you go home and this is the first this is what you see Uh oh my god holy it's voldemort day it's voldemort day so it is a bunch of dancers with big cloaks on and like goth stomper boots like doing this little (laughs) This little dance routine <laughs> to an Imogen Heap song that sounds like a like an instrumental New Order track or something. It is incredible. Uh-huh. At one point, the guy in the middle like extends his arms to make his uh, his cloak like billow out like a bat. Yeah. It also, it sounds like an N64 soundtrack. I know we talked about that when we listened to it way back when. And I'm like, I don't know why Imogen Heap's original soundtrack sounds like an N64 game. Uh (laughs) Uh, But they're dancing around and I'm just like, this rocks. This is like the best part of Voldemort as a character to me. Yeah, I, I know, unfortunately, that the fandom loathes this part especially, I guess. Shit. Because it's like, oh, it's not in, it's either not in character for Cedric, because I guess Cedric is alive in this in this one, or like, oh, it's not in character for Voldemort. He'd be like way cooler and scarier. I am so delighted by the idea that the scenario in which Voldemort wins involves <laughs> him dedicating a holiday to himself and making everyone do a stupid little dance for him. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. This is the kind of villain he should have been. Yeah, this is this is straight up the fucking Halloween uh Voldemort flashback scene where yeah. like, I could I could kill these I kids, but I I'm doing right something. He is, I'm doing something right now. I'm busy. I'm too busy to kill this <laughs> child right now. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's so much. It, it is, it is, yeah, like it is over the top and stupid and silly, but there is, there is so much more character in that than basically anything he did in books like four, five, and six, right? Like, well, actually, no, this, I, 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 I should, I should, I should rephrase that. This is book four Voldemort to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what what does Voldemort do when he finally gets Harry Potter in his sights in book four? He like has a fake duel with him and makes him bow and like tells yeah. a he like tells a type five stand-up set to his goons. <laughs> like, yeah, of course he has a stupid dance he makes everyone do when he wins. Like like of course. This is this is the kind of villain he was for the first few books. I mean, I think it really 
speaks to why I'm enjoying this and Harry Potter fans aren't, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think Voldemort is a cohesive character. No. I think that, I mean, we've, we've gone into it extensively, so I will just say we have Skeletor Voldemort, we have um, serial killer Voldemort, mm-hmm. and we have, like, political intrigue Voldemort, yeah. right? Like, yeah. those are, yeah. like, the three that are all kind of shoved in there, and he sort of changes between them, depending on what he needs to be. And I think that, like, the Skeletor um, cartoon villain Voldemort is, like, you're right, book four, that the Halloween flashback scene in book seven, um, and maybe I would put the, like, I know he's, like, not in it, but the... Yeah, he's a little bit when the snake ambushes, um, or rather Bertha Jorkins and the snake ambush Harry and Hermione. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Also in books. I feel like that's like the scary version of Skeletor Voldemort, right? Mm-hmm. Like the serious mm-hmm. tone version. Yeah, when he um, actually does and, something threatening, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this, while having like a cartoony tone it looks like it picked my favorite version of Voldemort, right? Yeah. It, picked, yeah. it picked Skeletor. And then I think like the fandom, when I see them talk about Harry Potter, I feel like they're really fixated on both like the political intrigue and serial killer Voldemort, which I have no interest in at all. Right. Like I, I guess if you are so, if you are very dedicated to the um, shitty World War II metaphor, that Harry Potter becomes, I could yeah. s- I could see why this might read as like distasteful to you because like there there there's there's like a whole cottage industry uh, like 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 kind of a subset of like WB's marketing for Harry Potter especially that leans so hard on like the cool Death Eater stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that stuff I, I I do think is a little weird sometimes because all that stuff is like using imagery and stuff from the parts of the movies where the Death Eaters were like definitely the Nazis, right? Like yeah. Um, and this is this is so much more like you say like this is Skeletor like how Hogwarts is Castle fucking like Grayskull now or whatever <laughs> like like this is this is very um. We are literally at evil Hogwarts. This is the evil Hogwarts that was taken away from us. This is inc- incredibly camp. I mean, like, this is, like, Emperor Palpatine shit. And to be fair, the Star Wars Empire is also, like, a Nazi's analog, but it is it is drenched in camp in a way that is very different from, like, where Harry Potter goes in books, like, 5 and 6 and 7. Um, yeah, because it spends, like, the whole time trying to convince you that it's not camp, right? Like, right, it's like, no, yes. this is serious. It was, it's so embarrassed by its own, like, embracing of camp, it feels like, uh, for so long. But, like, like uh, it is, there's something very refreshing about just seeing, yeah, I don't know, like, a bunch of goofy dot guys doing a goofy dance on Voldemort Day, and Voldemort is back to be, like, all of the best moments in the movies too are Rafe Fiennes getting to like go a little extra, right? Like he does mm-hmm. his funny little laugh, he does his hug, he he has like his his like preening monologues to people. That stuff is all fantastic. He runs around barefoot in the stupid graveyard. <laughs> like <laughs> he he he's so much more fun when the story admits that he's fun, right? And like not a very serious uh uh political villain i guess it's 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 so much more charming this way mm-hmm. but i can see i the thing their is their favorite animals are snakes they're walking around with snake banners yeah they have like snake banners they've got a skull logo that, that looks like a fucking gi joe thing <laughs> it's 
it's it's it's like I can I can see if a fan is invested very much in the political story of Harry Potter, they would go like, "Well, this is just distasteful. Voldemort is nothing to be trifled. Uh, you know, he he is he is a serious serious villain." But my answer to that is, no, he's not. <laughs> like, sorry, he's fucking stupid. He's a snake guy. Like, he split his soul into seven pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's spooky. He's a spooky lich. Like that's that's yeah. best case scenario of Voldemort stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. Now he's in charge of spooky Hogwarts, and this is, I, I mean, it's weird how much this seems to answer the stuff that felt like it was missing out of the the main books. It's shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's evil Hogwarts. It's evil. <laughs> we have real evil Hogwarts now, like the the cool kind, the fun kind. We should we roll. We just rolled up to evil Hogwarts, and they're like, hey. Uh, thanks for coming. It's Voldemort Day. You're just in time. You're just in time for the fucking this is Halloween scene. Like, it's it's so good. I love it. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is the villain song scene. Yeah. But I mean, literally, my, uh, my first, um... Like my like like my my first thought when I heard about Voldemort Day, when I was reading this play and was like, oh my god, Voldemort Day... And, and like and like re- remembering that there was like a fucking dance associated with it or whatever like my my immediate image is be prepared right from the lion king yeah like like yeah. that is the tone they're going for right of this like there's a there's a there's a campy silly guy in charge of a bunch of dorks right like <laughs> it's yeah. awesome his lackey is professor umbridge who sucks like she's she's not Ugh. effective she's she, she's like an annoying teacher <laughs> it's funny it's, it's it's doing something fun with the idea that Hogwarts is the most important place in the world, which is a stupid idea, but it's one that made a lot more sense when the books were much campier and for children, right? Like, right. Yeah. Coming off of the the like worst scene in the in the section with the Myrtle stuff, this is such an amazing course correction in one scene. I was so excited when I finished this. Yeah, I needed this. I probably watched the Voldemort Day video like ten times. It's so good. I will. I will link it uh, when this episode goes up, and I will. And I will maybe, maybe with some editing magic, I will pepper some. Yeah, yeah, you better. It's delightful. It's I. I just 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 like you said like the 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 cellar door of umbridge saying you're upsetting <laughs> the dementors and entirely ruining voldemort day just a big smile on my face that is oh yeah this is what i want from harry potter is for it to be campy and silly and and like funny i don't know like what are we here for um serious war drama political apparently. drama war movies harry needs to be master chief yeah yeah, it's, I, I uh, hate how much I like this, and and not right, really yeah. like I don't even like it that much is the thing. But I really just wasn't. It's it's yep. Yeah, a TV writer wrote this. This is all relative, right? Like like this is a. I I, I this is a six out of ten play that in comparison to. Uh, uh, like what what came before, what it's based on, what it has to grapple with, it's like an eleven out of ten, right? Like it's just it's, oh, easily. This is this is big fish, small pond. Like like if if it, like I'm not going to, I'm not excited about the cursed child in my life, right? But in, <laughs> but but like in 
the part that the part of my life that's like I've been reading Harry Potter books and being immersed in the Harry Potter universe critically. It's like, oh my god, what a breath of fresh fucking air here! Like, yeah, definitely. Oh, I, ne- I needed Voldemort Day. Yeah, after I, all of that, I will in fact eat the candy box that the the Jack Thorne has has written for me here. Thank you very much. I will accept. Mm-hmm. Um, God, yeah, what a what a fucking banger way to close the act, too. Like, <laughs> like incredibly funny. Ah, oh, and you gotta go home and think about you, Voldemort you get Day. All, what is gonna what is gonna happen on Voldemort Day? You get all day and all night to think about Voldemort Day and what that means to you. Mm-hmm. That's this is the secret that needed to be kept when they were doing the Keep the Secrets campaign. Oh yeah! Don't tell anyone that it's Voldemort Day. They'll freak the fuck <laughs> that, out. That is such a funny, like imagining the spoilers that could be in this. And I know that, like, obviously, I guess it's not obvious. I assume that what that whole campaign was about was about the twist at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But it is very funny imagining the like Snape kills Dumbledore style. Like it's gonna be Voldemort Day. <laughs> Big spoiler. <laughs> It's Voldemort Day. We can't. We can't let them know. It's like, God damn it! Ah, Voldemort spoiled. Don't don't spoil the concept of Voldemort Day for me. (laughs) I mean, be honest though. Like, if 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 you were truly going to see this as a play and didn't know anything about it, wouldn't that Mm -hmm. be like the most exciting way to end it ever? Like it, oh yeah for you, yeah I I would go bananas it's so I good think it's, it's such a good like br- like I saw I'd be excited to go see Voldemort Day like Voldemort what does that mean Day. it's like the, you're at the darkest part of the of the story yeah it's it is deft that's what I keep saying I keep reading this the little the, this guy's a writer this guy's read read um mckee's story i'm just like this is this is a deft uh, situation they had one trillion billion dollars to make t- 10 trillion billion dollars on this and they did it it's it is pure sugar but that's better than a lot of things it could be right like mm-hmm. i like I, i'm excited about this in the same like like this to me has the same feeling to me as when a TV show, like a dumb network show I like, does a musical episode, you know? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, of course every show eventually does a musical episode. Of course it's not going to do anything new. Of course it's stupid. But, like, I can't help but be happy about that. Like, it's fun. Okay, yeah, we're on, we're, we're at this stage of the show. We have a musical episode. Sure, why not? Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. I, I always, musical episodes are always my favorite. Yeah. It's just, like, it's corny. It's, it's, I mean... Yeah, I I should have when I went into this. I honestly, I'm I was a fool because I thought after seeing all the criticism that my takeaway would be that it was overly serious. Right. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be really stupid if it's if it's very serious. Right. And then realizing it was actually the other way around. Right. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it was the very serious about Harry Potter folks who don't like how still silly it is. Right. right. Like, cause, cause like, we, oh. <laughs> we did read the Harry giving Albus the blanket scene fairly early in the show. Mm-hmm. And like, if you extrapolated, like, if, like, 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 like if, if you were someone who didn't know anything about the play, and you heard that or read that for the first time on its own, I think it's fair 
to extrapolate that that was going to be the tone of the whole play, right? Like, just mm-hmm. this incredibly mawkish, uh, self-serious uh, uh, play about, like, what's it like to be a father now, Harry? You know, like, that's fucking boring, right? But, like, that is a more grounded scene in a much sillier play and that way around it works a lot better right yeah yeah i mean that's like probably as serious as it gets right mm-hmm. like this is goofy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i'm having a good time with it i'm i'm having i love a, voldemort day like, Vo- it's fucking voldemort day i hope there's like special cookies <laughs> and stuff like you get like a skull cookie or something that sounds oh, great yeah. yeah yeah what they have like a because you know the great hall has different dinners and stuff for for special days what's voldemort day food is it like Wait, is snape gonna be in this is, oh fuck oh oh what if snape is Snape going to be alive in one of is these Is Snape lines? going to be alive because Voldemort won? Ooh, I didn't even think about this. I actually, I don't know. I, like, I've read the, like, twist ending, but I don't know the question of, is Snape going to be in this? We did get an always earlier, by the way. That's something. Uh, did we? Yeah, in the, um, I, I believe it's when uh, um, Scorpius and Albus are, like, reconciling. I, I believe there's an always oh, in there. I must have not read it that way. Yeah, Albus Albus Severus says always in response to like, are we gonna be friends or whatever? Oh, Scorbus. Oh, our oh, we Scorbus. Scorbus real. <laughs> always. Scorbus mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Fuck, Voldemort Day, huh? Yeah. Uh, aside from Voldemort Day, anything else you want to wrap up in uh this section? before we move on i don't think so okay so there's nothing there's nothing that you want to do to like delay the inevitable here you're ready you're taking no i'm ready to go straight to hell you're ready to read why harry potter and hamilton spoke more truth this week than trump or clinton from july 28 2016 (sighs) yes i'm just i'm thinking of the the line in here where where scorpius comes out of the the lake and he's like looking around and it's this is hell <laughs> he was wrong he was at voldemort day at voldemort i'm about day. to go to hell you're about to go to hell this is the chicago tribunes why harry potter and hamilton spoke more truth this week than trump or clinton july 28th 2016 3 43 p.m this political convention season as in all political convention seasons, two distinct narratives have emerged. There's the Trumpian narrative of crisis, that dystopic world of murderous illegal immigrants, political corruption, and middle-class malaise. It's a narrative that any party in opposition is, to some degree, forced to embrace. But Trump has been spitting out a uniquely terrifying spin. I would just immediately like to object here. Nobody forced the Republicans to... (laughs) to to like well i guess they have to so we got they we have, had to we have to have a racist party we've got to have that <laughs> we don't their I'm hands sorry. were forced you, you absolutely if you're do going not. to be the opposition <laughs> might as well and then there's the competing democratic narrative trumpeting the merits of clintonian continue cont- continuity Jesus Christ, Clintonian continuity of incremental change and of trust in proven qualification. This past that cannot, that's just the worst, the worst shit I've ever heard. Ugh, yuck. 
This past week, the Democrats strove to offer an assurance to law, uh, an assurance that minor ideological differences aside, and the omnipresent fat cat lobbyists notwithstanding, they were the only <laughs> leaders who could and would keep us safe in our treacherous world as one baton was passed steadily to another. She's been there for us, President Barack Obama said, tellingly, on Wednesday night of the former rival... Tellingly? Tellingly. Tellingly? Uh, on Wednesday night of the former rival he now fervently hopes will become his successor, even if we haven't always noticed. In the middle of all that, I went to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. This is a fandom, though. <laughs> yes. This is... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. We're so fucked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dark stuff. Fantastical escapism? Not at all. Once you yes. got past... <laughs> yes, actually. Sorry, it is. I'm sorry, did you see this play for eight-year-olds? Ah, <laughs> uh, this has informed my political opinions for some reason. Once you got past all the talk of Hogwarts and Quidditch, Gryffindor and Slytherin, Muggles and Dementors, the takeaway of the entire breathtaking enterprise was perfectly clear. It was grasped by everyone in the theater. Pain will come. Donald Trump cannot prevent it, and Hillary Clinton can't either. That's a crazy uh, thesis for this play. Pain will come. Um, Pain is coming. It's very funny how they declared that everyone in the audience understood the point of the play for the fucking popcorn Harry Potter play. Like I should hope so. <laughs> I would know, yeah. And also, I'm not sure if the if the if the it sounds like they really didn't. Is. Pain I guess I don't come. know. I haven't pain. finished it, but pain, pain will, will come. come. Pain Something will come. about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Pain I don't know if that's come. it. Is Delphi going to say that at the end? <laughs> pain will come. What's pain? <laughs> in fact, J.K. Rowling and her collaborators were saying, as Rowling has been saying for years through her magnificent Harry Potter books, that, Jesus. that pain is an integral part, actually the defining part of the human experience, given that we will all lose many of those we love. It's incredible that she came up with that. <laughs> she invented pain. <laughs> There's no way to avoid that pain, and to delay or deny it is actually just to make it worse. What matters is how you deal with it, how you teach your children about what lies ahead for them, how well you listen to them, and how honest you dare to be with them about your fears, how honest you dare to be with yourself. To put all that another way, we will not remain safe, convention promises notwithstanding. Understanding that reality is perhaps the most challenging aspect of our time on this planet, and yet the most crucial of life's lessons. Of these three worldviews that hit me within a few weeks, I found Rowling's to be the most honest and the most useful. The what three? The Republican, what? the Dem- The oh, Republicans, the Democrats, Democrats and, and Cursed Child? <laughs> the, the, the three <laughs> worldviews! Those are, are the three- kidding me? What is wrong with you? You have to pick one! <laughs> these are the three worldviews out there. You're either a Republican, <laughs> a Democrat, or you watched Cursed Child. <laughs> Which is fucking psychopathic because not only <laughs> is it like a it's a it's a story for children, but at this point, it like you would have had to have spent thousands of dollars to go see it. So like like those, like oh you have to uh, to unlock the third you you're fucking priced out of the third world. The view, third sorry. world. View. Fuck me. <laughs> 
That probably explains why the diverse international audience at the theatrical performance in London was held in rapt attention for six hours, longer than even Trump would dare to speak. Rack him! Get his ass! Are you joking me? Is this not a play for children? (laughs) I'm not saying that, like, it's not. Obviously, like, everyone enjoys and goes and sees it, but is this not, like, a moral tale for a ten-year-old? Yeah. Oh, in contrast with the crowd of unmoved, cynical, furtivite travelers with whom I watched the Republican nominees addressed to his crowning oh, convention. This is pain. This pain is pain. pain. This, I, thought, I thought last week's was bad. This is like... We're putting our hand, uh, we're putting our hand in the pain box from Dune right now. This is, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> You might argue that this is an unfair comparison. Yeah, I would. One one might. One might argue this. Rowling, a writer of fiction, can deal with metaphysical issues with impunity, offering balm for the soul and succor for the spirit. History teaches us that politicians who wade into those deep waters do so at their peril, conventional political wisdom being that personal, moral, spiritual things are best left alone, lest division be sown or mistakes be made. Better by far to stick to policy. I have some fucking news for you about policy, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you can, what policy is personal, moral, and spiritual. Jesus fucking Christ. Like what 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 else is it? It's not like ah okay, I got it, I got it, I've got my hand in the pain box. I can't I can't mm-hmm, move too mm-hmm. much, or the gom jabar will poison me and kill me instantly. I'm I'm yep. calm, I'm calm. Fear is the mind killer, I will not fear. That's right. Except that these conventions don't stick to policy, of course. They show their shows themselves, their engine is narrative, their Uber text is our lives. They're just weak narratives when you stack them up to those from a master of the form, like rolling. Reblog if you're in the political fandom. <laughs> Watching Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, you can buy the book this weekend. So this this person really did see it before like this is you would be priced out of of the third thing you can believe your third worldview yeah uh this is turning me into a third worldist i'm (laughs) I'm sick of these this two-party system get the cursed child in there uh you feel like the human species has finally reached a more enlightened place where is this published the chicago tribune this is like a paper of record. This is... This okay. Watching Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, you feel like the human species has finally reached a more enlightened place. Real I, sentence. I really... <laughs> I'm like ping-ponging back between, like, politics and the, like, literal, like, can you please read anything other than Harry Potter? <laughs> Can you read something that was written for an adult? <laughs> In the place of the elitism, authoritarianism, and bottled-up emotion of our, de- of our Dickensian industrial past. Yeah, the past is Dickensian. Uh, <laughs> Rowling lays out an inclusive, open-hearted, non-exceptionalist philosophy for life. One marked by realism, honesty, and communal responsibility across the globe. I'm trying so hard to not talk about how she didn't write it because like I don't because like one the things we've already talked mm-hmm, about to be mm-hmm. like oh it's it's good because of that or whatever right, right. but also we don't know 
But also, people really bought hook, line, and sinker that she like penned this, right. didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this 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 person is under the impression this person does not know that Jack Thorne and uh, the other guy's name is like on the sorry sorry to the other guy whose name I can't remember. John Tiffany. John Tiffany. Thank you. The director. The director. Uh, yeah, th- th- never saw those names. Uh, just saw. J- to be fair, if they went to London to see it, I've been like I've walked past that building. J.K. Rowling's name takes up like a city block on that building. Right. So yeah. yeah. I just the marketing is mostly what I'm commenting yeah, on. Yeah, it's here. real. It's real. People, like you say, people bought it hook, line, and sinker. It's hardly a Trumpian view, unless you are listening to Lord Voldemort, for she- What? It's hardly a Trumpian view, unless you are listening to Lord Voldemort, for she is arguing that we're all immigrants. All strangers in a strange land, all insecure, struggling souls looking for happiness and trying to do the best. That we- She's arguing. I... She's arguing that we're all immigrants. What are you fucking talking about? What are you? What is happening? The Chicago Tribune. I'm I'm so excited to see what what when that happens. Fears the mind killer. Fears the mind killer. Fears the mind killer. <laughs> but it also doesn't pretend that our leaders can protect us from the worst. Moreover, there is something about this rolling vision that makes it consumable by multiple generations at once. Yeah, it's an all-ages play. It's for babies. <laughs> yeah, but you have to have um, probably several thousand dollars yeah, to see it. Yeah. So, A con- you know, but if you can get in the door, you'll probably understand what it's about. Um, and if you didn't write this uh, article... Ooh, 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 this is, this is a bad one. I'm, I'm winding back up for this one. This paragraph's bad. Uh, There is something about this rolling vision that makes it consumable by multiple generations at once. A contrast with the division between, say, the Bernie Sanders-loving millennials and the older Clintonian pragmatists of the Democratic Party. That's That's another weakness of these conventions. They do not know how to address different generations at the same time. But the Cursed Child Party... (laughs) <laughs> the cursed child party is gonna change all of that is gonna fix it harry potter and the cursed child is not so different actually from lin-manuel miranda's hamilton i'd like to take a moment to remind you that you found this <laughs> fear is the mind killer i will not fear i will not fear fear is the tiny death that comes before oblivion Sure, Miranda uses a real founding father as his narrative canvas, not a young wizard. But if you go to Hamilton, (laughs) you leave with the same sense of the evolved human species, the same understanding of the power of creativity, the crucial spirit of adventure and idealism, and the same implied statement that it is those who first feel they don't belong who tend to get the job done. Uh, Um, That is a reference (laughs) to the song in Hamilton, Immigrants, We Get the Job Done. Uh... Hmm. Is this the average Broadway fan? This, I need to. Well, when I'm done reading this, I need to see who is this writer. This is this is pain. This is. Ta- I just. I guess I'm like pointing at this, and is this like? Because I like some Broadway. Sure. I think this, I think the music is fun. It's fun. Oftentimes, it's catchy. It's um, campy. It's it is like um. 
Well, I guess it's similar to like Disney fandom, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I like some Disney movies, but Disney fandom is its own thing. Yeah. Is this Broadway fandom? This is what Broadway fandom is like being a Disney, like a Disney adult for Broadway. Yeah. That's cause that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Don't don't get mad at me for this. I don't know anything. <laughs> and yet, Alexander Hamilton knows pain. He loses a child, and thus the show makes clear that the achievement on a global scale, even the writing of the great constitution of the United States, will immediately then disappear into a veil of sadness. What? Yeah, there you go. Whoa. Whoa. All all achievement will immediately disappear into a veil what of sadness. Hamilton is about it's about Alexander Hamilton, and it's and it's getting it's getting really mixed up with like <laughs> the, the real the the real people for me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Harry Potter, Miranda's Hamilton is an idealist who must confront deep sorrow and personal loss. Both ultimately find redemption. We crave such narratives. This is why both shows will make the kind of money that could buy all sorts of political ev- influence were it spent that way. Were it spent that were way. Were it spent that way. Watching Trump in Cleveland, it felt like we've hardly evolved at all. Watching his opposition, it feels like nobody wanted to speak the full truth. At least both conventions featured a candidate introduced by their daughter, their most authentic moments. That's another article of Rolling in Miranda's Faith. We're all better off with a family, imperfect as family turns out to be, lest we spend our lives looking for them even as we try to prove ourselves worthy of our office. Is that it? That's it. We're free. We're free. We're free of that one now. Um, I, I think that if someone were to go and engineer in a lab, like uh, it, like that felt like reading a piece of fiction to me Mm -hmm. because it felt like the writer, it feels like it's deliberately the worst person on earth. (laughs) Like something that has been engineered to, to piss me off. Yeah. I, I, uh, I found very like, do you hear yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I think I boldly perhaps foolishly like, like will this into existence when I, I can't remember if I said this on air in the first episode or whether this was something we talked about just like getting ready to record Mm -hmm. where I was like, I bet I can find something about Cursed Child and, like, the the election or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and I was, n- even knowing that I was going to find something like that, um, I was not prepared for this, spe- it, like, specifically. It is terrifying. This is, this is, this is bad. This is really grim. This is... Yeah, this is maybe the worst. Um, I mean, it's like a whole genre, right? But it is maybe the worst example of like saw um, children's media, and here's the lesson it has for me about the fantasy I made up in my head yeah, about politicians, about politics, <laughs> about like real ass politics. <laughs> Where you can't say, I'm sorry, you can't do the we're all immigrants thing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're. I would rather this person go write like a Hillary Clinton goes to Hogwarts fan fiction. Ooh, now we're talking. I bet. Oh. No, I'm just saying, like, quarantine it in that, please. <laughs> 
yeah the fact that it's the fact that this is like elevated to like a paper of record right or this is just like a thing you can read in like a normal newspaper and go like oh interesting interesting i you know i never considered that there was a third worldview out there uh cursed child uh, cursed child makes me believe that the human species has finally reached a more enlightened place Holy shit, I forgot about that line. Yeah, what the fuck? What are you talking about? That's grim. I, I like like I like this play so far. I'm having a good time. Voldemort <laughs> Day got me very excited. Uh, if this is the thing that you see and say, wow, this is this is what the human species was built for. This is this There's is like the pinnacle. There's literature out there that you can read. <laughs> Whoa. This is this yeah this is fucked. This is this is dark. I fell into a dark place with these ones. I think the thing that that hurts the most is 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 you know our our listeners they will they will get the benefit of hearing this uh uh you know two two weeks apart or Oh, that's a good point. We we've done it run a marathon. We're recording this all in one long session and we we read both the uh the Daily Kos one and this one in one in one fell swoop here. No wonder I feel like I have I have had some poison. You've been buffeted. Ooh, mm. I've been buffeted back and forth by this. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this this writer um appears to be a uh a, th- a theater writer, a theater connoisseur. He's got a lot of reviews in the Tribune of various plays and musicals and whatnot. Um, but I will also say that I found his Twitter. And Uh-oh. on his Twitter, I did not need to scroll uh, at all to find a tweet <laughs> uh, where he was quote tweeting a tweet about Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, so I think this guy is like, this Chris Jones might be steeped in the Potter fandom here. It sure sounds like it. He's also uh, uh, retweeting, okay, it, it has been more than a year at this point, he is still retweeting stuff about January 6th, so <laughs> this is the brain we're dealing with here. <laughs> the the primary concerns, uh, uh, January 6th and Harry Potter. Uh, per- that sounds about right. A particular flavor of brain worm. That sounds about right. That is very common, unfortunately, in the world of fandom. Um... So it, hmm. it takes all kinds, I guess. You could even even if you're more of like the theater fan here, no, no one escapes. Uh, if you if you let your uh, uh, love of media be your guiding light for your personal politics, it's just never good. That's never a good thing. Like there's no way to. Even if you're a high-minded, highfalutin, the, if you go to the theater, it's just never gonna work mm-hmm. out. It's gonna be just as fucked. This this is yeah. You are gonna sound way stupider though if you pick like cursed. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get away with like faking it if you pick um pick some highfalutin something yeah. or some literature. Um, but if you're having these revelations um about a play for eight year olds, you might run into some trouble. Yeah, this is what we've always said about like. Harry Potter's relationship to like I don't know modern millennial liberalism stuff it's, it's like if you truly believe that that's where your politics came from and you're like a you know if you consider yourself a leftist or whatever and you're like you can't let go of Harry Potter as like a foundational text for that give yourself some fucking credit right like 
you that's bad if if you if you if you truly believe that your life would have led you down a very different political path uh vis-a-vis your like understanding and compassion for other human beings if if that would have been butterfly affected so to speak by you not watching harry potter or reading a play that that's not a good thing <laughs> like you got to give yourself more credit there I think. Sometimes I feel like this shit doesn't matter at all, and then, it, like, a lightning bolt just in these last 30 seconds, I remember that uh, Nancy Pelosi gave it all, gave it over to the, the old Hamilton song. That's right! The other yes, day, that, so. Yeah, that happened fucking last week. Yeah. So that's fucked. And then they, and then they fucking biffed, like, the tenth promise. Oh, God. Mm, mm. Yeah. Mm, fear is the mind killer. My hand's still on the box. I've not been poisoned by the Gamja bar. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's take let's take our hand out of the box. Let's take our hand out of we? the pain box. I don't really know much. I don't know about this. I don't know what the pain box is. The pain box from Dune. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, was that movie good? Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, nice. Uh, I had a good time. Um, yeah. Let's free ourselves. Let's uh, mm. let's let's. Uh, let's, let's take a deep breath and think about Voldemort Day. Oh, I'm right back in that happy place. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Voldemort Day! I love the little dance! They do the little dance, that guy's cloak billows out. It's so cool. Yeah. I'm like, why, when I see that, I'm like, why do I not dress like that every day? I know, you could like... Or ever, for that matter. You could like stomp around the office with your cloak out. Oh, uh, the cloak is so cool. Yeah, the they've got the big goth stomp. You could get some boots. You could get some goth stompers. That's that's a Th- low. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself some some big platform boots. Wear those. Every I guess now that and sort then. of thing is if I got big platform boots, that would be quite a statement. So the whole outfit, yeah, um, would be a bit much. So I have to like slowly kind of introduce it back in. Yeah, yeah. You get you start with the. Start with the boots, or maybe start with like a a cool jacket, and then get the boots to go with it. You know, right? Well, if anyone asks, it's like, oh, you didn't hear? It's Voldemort Day. You didn't hear? It's Voldemort Day. <laughs> I, this is normal. Or why aren't you wearing boots? Yeah, where are your? It's like it's like St. Patrick's Day. You can like pinch someone if they're not wearing green. Or, <laughs> where is your Voldemort Day outfit? Yeah, if you're not wearing platforms. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry. I guess them's the rules. If you're not wearing wearing six inch platforms, you get pinched. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> oh, what a play! I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the play. I think it's. I mean, it's very silly. It's very light. Um, but I think that that is. Uh, that is where I'm willing to meet Harry Potter at all these days. Right? Is is it light and fun? So yeah. So yeah, um, we've still got two more chunks to read. So who knows? It could it could all fall apart. But I have a good feeling about Voldemort Day. Oh hell yeah! Um, are there any last moments that you have noted that you'd like to discuss, or should we take it to the close? Mm, similarly to um, before. I had to I had to like skim through this act again just because I saw the words Voldemort Day yeah. and forgot everything else. So I I can't imagine that there is anything else. <laughs> all right. Well, we've decided Voldemort Day is all that matters, uh, mm-hmm. and I I I think that that is true. 
it's great. Voldemort Day, that's the main takeaway from this play. I'm I'm mm-hmm. so happy about that. So let's take it to the close so we can get that much closer to the real Voldemort Day content itself next week. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use it as our theme song. You can find them in Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. Uh, we have lots and lots of backlog bonus content there for you, and we are figuring out what we're going to do for some new bonus episode stuff uh, soon. But until then, we've got Let's Plays, we got podcasts, we got tons of stuff over there. And Liz, I know we just talked about it, but I would never rob you of another chance to talk about Voldemort Day. What are we reading next week? Mm, we are reading part two. I guess I don't know if it's considered act three. Yes, it is. It's part two, act three. Part two, act three, presumably all about... Point one. Voldemort Day. I sure hope so. I am so... Please, please be all about Voldemort Day. All right. Well, with that in mind, and after that uh, chilling warning from the Chicago (laughs) Tribune, please read another play. Please read or, or go see another play or some literature. just a cat in disguise.